Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What is up, everybody? Happy Monday. We are coming to you live from Los Angeles, where there's currently a hurricane and earthquakes, and it's all happening. No, we will talk about that, but we're going to talk a lot about baseball. We have overreaction Monday coming. Jose Altuve reached 2,000 hits. Julio Rodriguez is super hot. The Mariners, uh, they are on an absolute roll right now. Have the Yankees hit rock bottom? We'll discuss that as well. It's also Monday, which means... We have new power rankings, a new top 10 power rankings with some big shifts there. Um, Team of the week, player of the week. We got Mondays with mom and we have an honesty hour about the Angels calling up their number one draft pick from just over a month ago. We got a lot to discuss. This one's going to be a blast. Let's get to it. Fly ball onto the track, at the wall, it's gone! Home run! Turns on a ball, deep right field, and gone! What a game, what a moment. What is up, my friends? I hope everybody had a great, great weekend. As many of you know, we record this Monday episode on Sunday night, so currently the Little League Classic game is being played, and currently there is a hurricane happening outside and earthquakes happening all around us, and uh, it has been quite the... It's quite the day out here. I mean, it's crazy. I'm born and raised here in L.A., and this is the first time we've ever had a tropical storm watch. Like, it was a hurricane that then got downgraded to a tropical storm. Um, We had a 5.1 earthquake happened hours before we started this show. You were at home. I was already here. It's... (laughs) It's been a wild weekend. I mean, all the MLB games in Southern California got pushed to doubleheader Saturday, so there were no baseball games Sunday night in Southern California, which that was definitely the right call because the rain has been pretty wild, especially down in San Diego. But I just got to say, like, get your East Coast attitude out of here and let us have a little bit of concern and fun with our very first tropical storm watch. All right. Guy, it, okay. Listen, stop. It's raining. Stop. It's been raining all day. It hasn't been windy. We also have been in the studio for hours, so we don't know what it's been like outside. And right now is when it's supposed to get wild. But everybody, everybody thought it was wild. It's simply raining. It is wild. You've seen it's it. Not the deserts wild. are flooding. Baja California I don't, is flooding. I live here where everyone's okay. freaking out and it's fine. But I did get a, uh, we've been getting emergency alerts all day. And the earthquake one was just ridiculous. This, this is what I look down to my phone and see. Earthquake detected. Drop cover. Hold on. Protect yourself. Yeah, that's what we used to like practice in <laughs> elementary school. I know you didn't grow up here, but earthquakes are a pretty common thing, and that's what you're supposed to do. Drop cover. Hold on, and hopefully you don't fall into the Look, ground or things don't fall on top of you. Living out here, that is what scares me. The big one coming. Ah, they the, were so fun growing yeah, up. Yeah, but this is what you're acting like with earth with a hurricane or tropical. <laughs> it's simply raining, and not even that hard. It's not. It's just rain. We're okay. Here's the here's the emergency update. Uh-huh. And Lila. I love that like 
I also posted that. And mine is also over my dog in the background. <laughs> Both of ours is the emergency on the bottom with our cute, happy little puppies in the background. Yeah. So uh, a lot going on out here, but um, everybody's okay. We're okay. I mean, again, we have been in studio for a couple hours. So once we leave, we'll give you an update of how it's really going. We, I, we, we will walk speak out, on it. We will walk outside and it'll just be raining. No, it'll be raining. The crazy winds and rain. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know. I've never experienced this. Before. I this have. We're fine. This it's raining. Real. It's raining, guys. Let me, let me freak out and let me have my moment. Okay? Uh, but also, Alex, I did yeah. mention that we record Sunday nights, as everyone knows, and the Little League Classic is happening. Currently, it's almost over. Uh, the Nationals are beating the Phillies in the ninth inning. I love the Little League Classic. It is so cool. It's a, It's right around the time of the Little League. It, it, it's during the Little League World Series every year. But so for the last few years, there's been two major league teams that have gone to the Little League World Series and played in a game there at the Williamsport Crosscutters Field, which I played at as well okay. uh, professionally. And it's just a it's it's a really cool thing to see happening to see the major leaguers integrated with the little kids. And Team Pennsylvania was playing earlier today and uh, on Sunday, and a bunch of the Phillies players went out there and sat in the stands and were like going nuts for like. Bryce Harper, Kyle Schwarber, Trey Turner, they were sitting in the stands like going crazy for Team Pennsylvania. Uh, just a really cool thing. And then to see the the players and how they get involved. And I don't know if you saw, but a lot of them are using special bats that you can only use in this game. But they're yeah. like they're like pencils and crayons and like they're, they're decorated like yeah. that. They're pet they're painted like that. Yeah, they're, they're not still, hitting with pencils. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're still their normal bats. Glad you got also, glad you clarified welcome, that. Ben. So people you're don't welcome. think that Bryce Harper is hitting with a crayon. <laughs> yeah. Hope you got it. I mean, it. if anyone was gonna do it, it'd probably be Bryce Harper and he'd be fine. But I also love that like Bryce Harper's been mic'd up almost the whole game. Yeah. And different little leaguers are coming on and interviewing him while he's playing and talking yeah. to him. So it's just it it just really puts it into perspective. Like yeah. we were all that age once playing softball or little league or whatever you played growing up, dreaming yeah. of one day yeah. being at that level. And they're getting a, a, just a really cool, like once in a lifetime experience. Yeah, it's great. And today they also announced the little league classic for next year. And the Detroit Tigers are in it, which is okay. very exciting for myself. I'm mm -hmm. pumped to see the Tigers there. Yes, but are. the cool thing, for the first time ever, the Detroit Tigers are going to play in the Little League Classic against an actual Little League team. They're playing the Yankees next oh, year. I was the, like, wait, what? Where are you going with this? Yeah. That, that was it, huh? That was that your ha-ha funny. Then before the show went, I'm going to make you ha-ha laugh out loud. I'm like, well, what? Like, how bad? It was haha. -ha. Yeah, you got it. It was a ha 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 ha. It was haha. Yeah, -ha. -ha. It was haha. -ha. That's okay. Yeah, Tigers, Yankees next year, Little League Classic. Really cool thing. I love yeah. that they do this. We're, we're going to talk about the Yankees in just a bit here. So, okay. so let's get to it because it's Monday. So it is time for Overreaction Monday. And it was an exciting weekend in Houston. Yeah. So let's start there. Our first overreaction Jose Altuve reaches 2,000 career hits. And can reach 3,000. Let me just say congratulations to, to Jose Altuve on 2,000 hits. One of the greatest stories and journeys for a player in, in baseball history. Yeah. Um, the fastest Astros player in history to reach that milestone. He did it in just 1,631 career games. But the story that, that I'm referring to is 
of course, at, at Jose's size, uh, he was overlooked so many times throughout his life, including uh, when one day at 16 years old, Jose shows up to a Houston Astros tryout mm-hmm. and was sent home by scouts and told not even to bother being there because you, you're way too small. Yeah. Well, he showed up the next day, mm-hmm. despite being told by everyone to not come back. He showed up anyway. Ends up signing with the Astros at 16 years old for $15,000. And he has hit every single level of the minors. He has just hit and hit and hit everywhere he has been. Starting in 2011 in high A, ended 2011. He started the 2011 season in high A, ended that season on a big league roster. By 2012, Jose Altuve was an all-star. Two years later, 225 hits in 2014. Two years after that, reached 1,000 hits in his career. It's just been remarkable for him. The accolades just started racking up one after another after another MVP award, two-time World Series, eight-time All-Star, six-time Silver Slugger, three-time batting champion. Jose Altuve is the Houston Astros. He's the heartbeat of that team. He's the heartbeat of that city, the entire organization, and he is one of the greatest to ever do it. So congratulations, to Jose Altuve on 2000 hits, a really, really cool milestone. And I'm just super, super happy for him. I love a good underdog story. I love when someone tells, you no, and then you just turn around instead of getting upset through your actions, prove them wrong and prove that you deserve to be there. And Jose Altuve is the epitome of that story. And okay. So he's 33 years, 33 years old now. Okay. Okay. He's hit 2000 hits. Yep. In 12 years, so a thousand every six years, meaning if he plays at this level, he'd have to play another six years. So he's what, 39 yeah. and hit that? That's that's possible. Well, let's discuss. Okay. Because I did the actual math here. All right. Entering Sunday, he has 2,001 hits okay. in 1,631 games. So if he kept up that pace... That's 1.23 hits per game. He would have to play 2,447 games in his career, which would be an additional 816 games or about five full seasons of 162 games. Now he's 33 years old. And over the last few years, there have been some injuries that have crept up and time missed more so than at the beginning of his career. Though this year's was just kind of a freak world baseball classic guy got the yips on the mound and he broke his hand. So, (laughs) you know, that's not like he's getting old right so that is needs to be taken into account though over the last four full seasons which does not include 2020 or this season he has played an 84.5 percent of games 137 games per season if that pace kept up he would need to play almost six full seasons to reach 3,000 hits yeah he's 33 yeah I'm gonna 39 that's what I said I think six he'd have to play six more years Here's what I'm going to say. 39 years old. I'm going to say it's a long shot, Yeah. but I hope it happens. I'm going to say Jose Altuve is the last player in the history of baseball to reach 3,000. Oh, hot take. I mean, it's one of those things. I mean, the rules will, could always change yeah. and the mound gets moved back one day. Like you never know. But as the game currently sits, I think he's the last one to even have a remote chance okay. of 3,000. And uh, I hope he gets it. I'm going to say, yeah. Yeah. 
But I, I think everyone would love to see him hit that. You, you want to see someone succeed. Yeah. So congrats to Jose on 2,000 hits. And congrats to this next guy we're going to talk about, Alex, because he reached 2,000 hits over the course of four <laughs> games this last week. And it has been unbelievable how good he's all been. All right. All right. Let's dive into <laughs> it. Speaking of hits, our next overreaction. That also happened in Houston. Julio. Julio is on the hottest hitting streak of all time. Look, you you cannot argue with facts, yeah. right? As much as people might want to, you can't argue no. facts. And here's a fact. Nobody in the history of baseball has more hits in a four-game stretch than Julio Rodriguez had this past week. Nobody ever. 17 hits in four games. I'm going to say that again. 17 hits yeah. in four games. We will not see that again in our lifetime. That's the same amount the entire Yankees team Correct. hit in four games. Right. Like that, that is, is crazy. Yes. The entire New York Yankees team in that four game stretch yeah. had 17 hits. And then we could take it one further. He led off the next game with a hit and the Yankees didn't. So yeah. he had more hits in a certain stretch <laughs> than an entire team did. Just the second player ever with four consecutive games with four or more hits, tying Milt Stock back in 1925, who ended with 16 hits. So he broke his record for most yeah. hits in a four-game span. And uh, just, it, you know me. Yeah. I love baseball history, and I love the crazy names that you get. In certain, yeah. And Milt Stock is one of them. But he also has 27 hits over his last nine road games, the most by a major leaguer since 1901, when Nap LaJoy mm -hmm. did it and had 28 hits. I mean, this is an unprecedented stretch. Yeah. I do not believe in my lifetime that we will ever see again 17 hits over four games. The guy was as locked in as you could ever possibly see. And five days ago, Julio was hitting 256 on the season, and he's now batting over 275, just under 280 on the year. He raised his batting average 20 points with well over 100 games played in a season. So we're late into a season, and he raised his batting average over 20 points mm -hmm. in five days. That's truly, uh, truly remarkable. I love this guy. I love Julio. And you can't argue with the fact that at least for this four game period, Julio Rodriguez is the hottest baseball player that has ever existed. Yeah. Right now he is. Yeah. Well, let's stay with this team. For they our are, next yeah. overreaction Monday, the Mariners will hold on to the last wild card spot. You know, they are super hot, and I've done a lot of thinking about this during their hot stretch. But what I will say is I would be shocked if the Mariners end up with the third and final wild card spot. I believe they will either win the division oh, or no. be higher in the wild card okay. as either the two right. or the one seed. Look, in their last 17 games, they're 14 and three. Now just a half game behind the Astros and right on the heels now of the Rangers as well for the division lead. So do I think they make the playoffs? Absolutely. I said it at the beginning of the year mm -hmm. and I'll say it again. This Mariners team is a playoff team and they're a team that you do not want to face in October. So do I, do I think that they're going to win the AL West? Mm -hmm. I don't know. 
Odds are against that at this point. But I, I think they have a better chance of winning the AOS than getting the final wild card spot. They're that hot. I think the Rays are I think the Rays are gonna go downhill. Uh, I think they could pass whoever's going to be the two seed, either the Astros or the Rangers. Uh, but regardless, I do believe they end up in the playoffs. Uh, and I have four reasons for you. Okay. Four reasons why. Luis Castillo, Logan Gilbert, George Kirby, Julio Rodriguez. I talk a lot about how playoff baseball is different, Alex. Yeah. Playoff baseball, October baseball is a different game. Well, the Mariners are a team that is built to win in October and has that blueprint that I've been talking about for years of, of how to win in the playoffs. Three great starters. Yeah. Elite guys at the top and then a third that can can give you plus plus stuff and be an elite starter. Now their offense leaves a bit to the imagination, but as you see, they go as Julio goes yep. and Julio is absolutely going Leading by example. So I will say the Mariners will not only get into the playoffs, they will be an absolute problem in October. Yeah. I mean, they're only a half a game behind the Astros, only three games behind the Rangers. Yeah. Anything is possible if they keep this up and they keep yeah. playing like, uh, the best team in the American league since the trade deadline yeah. and the second best team in all of baseball since the trade yeah. deadline. So, uh, they've been, they've been great. I believe in them. I've believed in them all year long. And like you said, they've been the best team yeah. in the American league since the break. Uh, they have officially wrapped up the season series with the Astros and they will win the yeah. season series against the Astros. So the, Ast the the Rangers can't beat the Astros, but the Astros this year can't beat the Mariners. <laughs> the AL West is an absolute mess, and I am here for every bit of this finish because it's not a, a mess in a bad way oh, like no, the Central great. Divisions. It is three really good baseball teams playing really good baseball, and I'm excited to see how and it shapes out. They both have like great lineups and great starting yeah. rotation, so yep. it's gonna it's gonna be a fun like final stretch yep. to see the finish of the AL West. Absolutely. All right. Uh, well, by the way, Alex, yep. before we move on, Little League World, Little League Classic, it's happening. Yep. The Phillies just hit a homer to make it four to three in the ninth with two outs in the ninth. JT Real Muto's pinch hitting here, so oh. it's getting intense there. It is, but yeah, we can move on. It could happen. All right, well, let's move from one of the best teams in the league to hmm, one of the worst teams in the league in our next overreaction. Ben, the Yankees have hit rock bottom. <sighs> the New York Yankees have officially hit rock bottom. Yeah, They have now lost eight games in a row. The longest losing streak for the New York Yankees since 1995. Mm. And heading into Sunday, they had scored four runs in the four games before combined. The offense has been an absolute nightmare. They've lost 12 of their last 15, and they're eight games back of a final wild card spot. And they're in dead last in the AL East. And they're actually six games back from not being in last place. They're, yeah. they're nowhere close to not being in last place. So look, I can sit here 
right now and give you a million stats about how bad the Yankees are. One of those being that entering Sunday, they had as many hits as a team as Julio Rodriguez had himself in in a four-game stretch. That is one of the stats I could pull out. I could sit here and give you a million of how bad they've been and how bad their offense is and how bad this is and how bad that is and how bad that is, but I'm not going to do that. We need to call it for what it is. The Yankees are a poorly run organization that is getting by on being the New York Yankees. Yeah. If this was anybody else, it'd be an unacceptable. It's, it's ridiculous what is going on there, but they're getting by on being the New York Yankees. They have Aaron judge. They have Anthony Volpe, who I actually am encouraged by from what I've seen from him lately. I think he's going to be really good in his career. They have Garrett Cole. And aside from, aside from that, What do they have? It's a bunch of either injured, aging, underperforming, or bad players. And some of those aren't their, you know, the injuries. Mm -hmm. Injuries are what they are. But it's just, it's a mess of an organization. And it's been this way for years, for years. And they certainly have stars. And when it all comes together perfectly, we could see them be a good team. They were in the ALCS last year, right? They... They are the ones. The organization came out and said, oh, hold up, everybody. We were four games away from being the world in the World Series. <laughs> so if it all comes together perfectly, yes, they can be a good team, but it hasn't been capable of getting to a World Series and the ultimate goal of winning a World Series. So at some point, they get exposed in the playoffs or this year, this season, the New York Yankees have been exposed for what they are. They're an organization that needs a massive overhaul, that needs some new leadership. There, there's no energy. There's yeah. no energy with this team. There's no bat flips. There's, it's, it's the Yankees' way. And the Yankees' way is boring. Okay? It just is. And it's not working. I have all the respect in the world for that New York Yankees organization and baseball is better when they are good, when they are in the playoffs and the face of baseball, Aaron judge is on the biggest stage in the playoffs in October. It just is. But baseball has trained, has changed drastically since Babe Ruth was in the pinstripes and even Derek Jeter and Mariano Rivera were in the pinstripes. Baseball has changed, yet the Yankees way never has. You still can't grow your hair out. You still can't have facial hair. Well, guess what? Your team stinks. So what good is all those rules? Right? There needs to be a complete, massive change. And that change, it's time. Mm Mm-hmm. It is time. They need a rebrand. They, they, not necess- they just need change in the front office. And I think Brian Cashman, I think Brian Cashman is, is the leader of that. And I think, he's, I think his time there is, has come. And I don't like calling for people's jobs, but uh, he's the one that I think that would, that would be a, a change that needs to be made. So, Alex, uh, yeah. I, I, know, I know we did this uh, last week. We did. We started this, but I'm ready. Ooh. I'm ready. Okay. You know what I'm going to say? What are you going to say? The New York Yankees, you are canceled. Yeah. August 21st mm-hmm. and the New York Yankees season, I'm canceling it. They're done. It's over. I started with nine teams last week, and I said throughout the rest of the year, when it's a team's time, I'm canceling them, and they are done. And I the asked New York Yankees if they done. were on the cusp. 
you know what speeds that up? Uh-huh. Getting swept yep. by your arch rival yep. in your home stadium and mm-hmm. losing eight in a row. Yep. It's just not. It's just not there this year. It's not Alex, there. the Washington Nationals yeah. are closer to a playoff spot than the New York Yankees. Are. Yikes. That's not good. No. Rock bottom. We are here. Yeah. We are watching it. We are at rock bottom for the New York Yankees. Not an overreaction. All right. Let's move from New York to LA for our next overreaction. The Dodgers will be just fine without Tony Gosselin. Yeah. The thing, the thing about the Tony Gosselin injury, and we've been told he's most likely out for the year. Yeah. The loss of Tony Gonsolin only exacerbates the, the, the Dodgers October problem, right? The Dodgers will be fine throughout the regular yeah. season. They will win the West handedly, but their pitching. And I've been saying this for a while is what was already going to hold them back in October, in my opinion. And this does not help that by any means. So the, the loss of Tony Gonsolin it, it's fine for now. You obviously don't want to lose him. Tony Gonsolin's a good pitcher. Um, it, it sucks that he's gone. He's a friend of the pod. Uh, sucks for the team. Sucks for him. It, every, injuries suck for everybody involved. The Dodgers will be fine mm-hmm. throughout this season. My worry with the team was October. And do they have the pitching, the bullpen, the starters to, to get it done in, in October? Because it is a different game, as I spoke about earlier. And the loss of Tony Gonsolin only makes that situation that was already not great for them makes it worse. It does help that they added Lance Lynn at the trade deadline, giving them a little more depth, and he's had a great start to his Dodgers career. So you have Kershaw, you have Julio, you have Lance Lynn. Like you said, you need three three guys, three solid guys. Are we including Lance Lynn as one of those? I mean, he's shown that he has so far. I would... Maybe I'm sometimes you need a fresh start in a new place. I will not. Sometimes be you need a fresh Lance start in a new place. You're definitely right. I'm just not including Lance Lynn in that. Uh, Julio this year hasn't been the Julio Urias that we've seen. He's he's shown he's it at times. Back there. Yeah. I, just when you think that he has a real dud, and he's yeah. he doesn't have duds. Like we haven't seen that over the course of his career in this year. But uh, yes, you're right. Like he his last start. Uh, but just this year's, it just feels a little different with him. Um, Kershaw coming off the the injury, he's mm-hmm. back now. Will he? Hopefully, he's good throughout the season and and into the playoffs. But that's just talking about. I'll even give you Kershaw and Julio, and Ker, I, I'll give you those two. I, I will not give you Lance Lynn. But I'm, he's gonna be one of the. He's gonna probably be the three. He will. And I, I just now. that worries me. And then the bullpen, that really worries me. Yarbrough's been great back there. Um, but, yeah, will they be okay without Gonsolin? Answer, yes in the regular season, no in October. Alex hates when I say that. Yep. About nope. the, nope. We're just when agree. have I been wrong over the last decade with this team? Uh, when they won the World Series. What year was that? 2020. The World Series win. Sure. Yeah, it is. Uh-huh. Oh, just like your Astros 2017 cheating. No, that win? was a that wasn't a short season. Oh, yeah, it was a cheating season. No, I, that I'm doesn't saying count. That, t- that doesn't count. Yours definitely doesn't count. I didn't. You're well, gonna go there. All I stated was the year, and you got defensive no, there and went down the, the stretch. Uh huh. You yeah. want to talk about 2020. 2020 and the pitch? It was a shorter season. Doesn't matter. It is what it is. They won. 
the only reason that that meant, yes, they won the World Series. You're right. But every other year where I feel like the Dodgers pitching isn't good enough to win in October, it becomes true. No one and else the one, won. They won. The one year Everyone they did win. Everyone had the same amount of games. Everyone had the same opportunities. You're and they absolutely won. right. And so what don't is, downplay the 2020 what, season. Let I'm me gonna downplay say the point that I want to make, season. which is that the season was shorter. So the problem with pitching and a lack of depth of pitching over 162 games is that that gets... It, that gets exerted by other teams. That uh, that comes into play here over 162. We just saw Kershaw go down with an injury. We've seen Tony Gonsolin go down. In a 60-game season, your lack of depth in the pitching rotation and in the bullpen doesn't hurt you as much as it does over 162. So it was the perfect storm. And yes, the Dodgers are World Series champions in 2020. But that season, my point about the Dodgers pitching and how I don't believe they have the depth, that 2020 season shows it even more because they won it in a shorter season where they didn't have 162 games for that pitching to get exposed. Thank you. They won. They right. did win. You're uh-huh. absolutely right. And I'm not arguing that. Okay. Who's arguing that you, you got defensive. They're 2020 champs. Astros are 2017 champs. Everybody deal with it. I'm drinking water. <laughs> All right. We got one more overreaction Monday for you guys. You ready for this one? The Phillies crowd standing ovation saved Trey Turner's season. Alex, you've been asking me a lot. Is Trey Turner back? Trey Turner's back. He's back. Trey Turner is back. Love that. And uh, Trey Turner deserves a lot of the credit here, but the second most credit, because the first most credit is deserved to the Philly crowd for what they did to help Trey get out of this. And that's obviously a joke. All credit here due to Trey Turner, who is one of the best best baseball players on the planet, and it was only a matter of time. But a lot of credit, I really do believe, is deserved to that crowd because you can point to the exact day that that crowd stopped booing and decided to give him a standing ovation and help him through this. And at that time, Trey Turner, who's one of the fastest guys on planet Earth and has is hits around 300 or higher every yeah. single year, was hitting 235. Well, since then, Trey is hitting 370 with 20 hits, four homers, and 12 RBIs on the year. So, uh, yeah, Trey Turner's back. Yeah, he is. He's back. It's great. I'm happy we can finally say that. Yeah. It was like, Me yeah, too. okay, almost. Yeah, he's getting close. He's back. He's back. I love that. Makes me happy. All right. He's a good baseball player. He's a great baseball player. That was honest. So you know what time it is for now? I do now. (laughs) Oh, bet you do. (laughs) I do now. It's time for honesty hour. What what do we got? All right, everyone. It is now time. We're going to be honest. Okay. I'm very passionate about this one. Uh, Honesty hour. Baseball teams and organizations need to start calling up their top picks sooner. The Angels on Friday called up their number one pick, Nolan Shanuel, their top pick that was drafted on July 9th. Think about that. July 9th. Just over a month ago, this guy was drafted out of college, and he's now in the starting lineup hitting leadoff in front of Shohei Otani, and now he's in the big leagues. I Here's what we got to be honest about. I absolutely love it. I Love it. And I actually believe this should be done more in baseball. We get too caught up in the, well, 
you got to check all the boxes. You got to hit this. You got to hit his. You got to hit this here. You got to hit this level. And then maybe if you're lucky and you cross your fingers and we can treat your contract a certain way and hold you off a little bit longer, you can be a big leaguer. Nah, screw that. Now, I, I don't just think everybody that's anybody, bring them on up if they're good in the minors. I believe this is specifically with division one higher draft division yeah. one draft picks that are coming out of college facing really good competition in, in college. Oftentimes guys that are at, at bigger power five schools that are 21 years old, 22 years old coming out of college. So you, you look at these guys and they're already the eight they're in, they're entering their, their prime, Yeah, but we, we shouldn't be punishing them. And, and jipping them from time in the big leagues because, well, they went to college. Now they have to hit all these steps in the minor leagues. If they show it right away in the minors, why are we making them check all these boxes? In every other sport, every other sport, and I know you can't compare, but I'm going to. In every other sport, you draft a guy in the first round. He's usually basket, on the team. NBA first yeah. rounder. He's starting oh, on yeah. your NBA team that next year. And those guys, fun fact, in the NBA, you don't have to go to school for at least three years to get drafted. In baseball, you do. The NBA, you can go for one year. So you have guys at 19 years old yeah. getting drafted in the first round, and then they're starters in the NBA that next year. They're not going to the G League. In the NFL, you draft a guy in the first round. He's starting on your team most likely that next year. Quarterback's a little bit different, but first-round picks are in the NFL that next year. They're not on a practice squad. No, we saw Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow. Right. Yeah. So I, I, I just believe in terms of baseball, 21-year-old, 22-year-olds coming out of college that are top picks that have proven it in college, and if they prove it in the minor leagues – Call them up. I also believe that it will help grow the game of college baseball. The two most popular college sports are college football and college basketball. Yet, the second most popular sport in the world, the, the second most popular sport in America behind the NFL is baseball. W what is that difference with college? Well, it's because I truly believe this. You, it, you're, not as, you're not as invested in your draft picks because, okay, great. We just drafted that guy first overall out of LSU. Okay. We won't see him for four years. Yeah. But if you yeah. start doing this with your draft picks and you say, okay, I'm a pirates fan. We just drafted Paul Skeens first overall. We might see him next year. Yeah. Oh my God. I should. And then if that happens over time, I think you start watching college more and more and more. And I think it grows the sport there. So honesty hour, if you have these guys coming out of college at 21, 22 years old and they're proving themselves and they appear to be big league ready, stop making them check all of these boxes along the way and just let them help your big league team. I'm with you. I think there should be different standards for a guy getting drafted yes. out of high school or in a different country that didn't go to college opposed to the players that spent three to four years, as you mentioned, at a D1 college who have been trained how to manage not only the game, but an academic career and your social life. I mean, these are these are men that have gone through a different a different standard while playing baseball. Yeah. And I think there needs to be a real honest conversation with the coaches and managers in the minor league system. Yeah. Once you get one of these guys like, hey. 
How physically and mentally ready is he? Okay, you've seen him in a couple of games. You know. Yeah. You can see it and you can know by the way a player carries himself, by a way they conduct themselves in the dugout, in the clubhouse, on the field. And just have that honest conversation. Yeah. And if he's ready, bring him on up. So I, I do want to add that I just used Paul Skeens as a name, first overall pick, the quicker he gets to the big yeah. leagues, and that might help the game of college. I do want to add that I, I, I think pitchers are a little bit different. Very different. Because in college, you pitch once a week and you do not play – and it depends on how far you go, but you're not playing a hundred games. You're not even playing 70 games. Yeah. So, or 75 games, but with pitchers, it does getting to pro ball. You have to build up their arm and get them used to pitching every five days over the port over the course of 162 game season. So, you know, Paul Skeens, does he have the stuff to pitch in the big leagues right now? Absolutely. He does, but his arm, he's already at this point right now thrown more innings than he has in any year in his life. And next year, he's going to go into spring training. You can't just expect him to go to the big leagues and pitch every fifth day for 162 games and to just be fine. That, that's that that's a difficult. So pitchers are a little bit different. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. just a situation where I, I look at myself personally. I come out of a, I come out of college. I got drafted after my junior year. At 21 years old. Yeah. And I am put into a locker room with these, you know, there's other college guys, there's high school draft picks, and then there's 17, 18 year old Latin players. Yeah. And, and those journeys through the minors are, are treated the same from that point. Why? Why? You know, like yeah. these 17, these Latin players, we're seeing them get called up at 19 years old because they've gone through the system and they checked those boxes. And those, those players that are 21 years old that are going through college, they have to check those same boxes. I think that in the same with the high school guys, yeah, the high school draft picks should be treated differently than the college draft picks. And, but yeah. they should have to check more boxes throughout the, the system because you're coming from high school baseball, living with your parents, living with your parents, playing high Never school been on your baseball own before. So I do believe yeah. high school draft picks and international signings should be treated yeah, different, different than standards. college players coming out of a division one big school that have been doing that for three or four years yep. because you're at different places in your life, mm-hmm. completely different yeah. places. So I, I just think it's, I, I hope we start seeing this more and more angels did it obviously here with Nolan Shanuel. They've also done Zach Neto was the first one to make it up from his draft class. So the angels have done it a little more. That yeah. might be a bit of desperation on their end, but they're Working doing out. it. Yeah, I would like to see it with some other teams. Like, look at how Julio and Juan Soto, they come up at 19 years old. Look how much they're producing. Fernando oh, yeah. Tatis, look at how exciting they are in the big leagues. Let these young, let these guys that are already older yeah. than the, and look, Juan Soto, Fernando Tatis, Julio Rodriguez, generational talents. League okay, yeah. I, I do get that. But if a guy has proven himself, they're they're entering their prime. Let them let them prove. Let them spread their wings. What was that? <laughs> that was their wings. All right, we're done. Okay, that was good. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. 
Right now, save $30 on the American-made Steel FS56 RCE Trimmer. Real Steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It's okay. Monday. Do so you know what that means? I do Mondays know. with mom. What did she say this week? She was in town, right? She was in town. So it was a, it was a, it was a close, my mom was in, in VV world. Who's my niece. Yeah. She's out here taking care of helping with VV and is just in a different mind. She doesn't care about me. Nope. Doesn't care about Didn't Justin. Doesn't care about baseball. <laughs> VV. That's her. As but it should be. She did not disappoint. Okay. She came through with a good one and I'm going to read it to you. Okay. Ready? Okay. She said, and I quote, I heard Angel Hernandez made another bad call, dot, dot, dot. Kidding aside, dot, dot, dot. Maybe someone needs to do an eye exam. <laughs> I mean, I like, I like, I like that call. Angel like has been, call. He's, he's been a mess. And by the way, it's not in the, the screen here, but followed that up with, uh, glad to be of, of assistance, but I'm not trying to be funny. It's true. I think he may have a problem seeing. <laughs> I wonder, do all umpires have to take eye exams every year? Which is, is a great question. But yeah. just another, by the way, the message before that one. Uh, it's on the board. Is just the most mom. It goes from, <laughs> it goes from what I'm about to read, her saying, Wow, be careful when you drive too. LA people not used to wet and slippery streets. Let us have our moment. So a very mom text yep. and very concerned text to yeah. Angel Hernandez. What's his does also he have mom. vision problems? Like, are you have you gotten your eye exam yet? I feel like you need to get your eye exam. Yeah. That's a good mom moment. These are great. I love them. Yeah. She loves this segment. I know. We She's love you, Mama great. Verlander. She's doing great. We good need stuff. to get her a graphic. That's the next thing. Yeah. Yep. We'll we figure it out. Okay. All right. It's time for team of the week. Mm -hmm. You ready for this? Mm -hmm. It's been a great week. So many exciting things in baseball this week. So uh, let's get started behind the plate. Your catcher, Yanner Diaz. Yep. Houston Astros catcher, Yanner Diaz. And he just doesn't have the playing time this year, but if he would did what he's doing over a full season, we could be talking like, top three yeah. AL rookie of the year voting because Yiner Diaz has been on my team of the week a, a lot. lot within the last couple of months. And this week, 357, two homers, three RBIs, and a 1.286 OPS. Martin Maldonado is the catcher there. He, Dusty is starting to find more and more ways to get Yiner in the lineup. DH, first base, but I, man... This guy needs to be in that lineup. He is so, so good. He is my catcher on Team of the Week. All right, moving up to first base, Christian Walker. Christian Walker, one of the most underrated players in all of the game of baseball, continues to be that guy hitting 367 on the week, four home runs, 11 RBIs, and a 1.272 OPS on the week for Christian Walker, who I will say it again, we actually just, just did the list. Top most underrated players in the game of baseball. Kyle Tucker was number one, and Christian Walker was on that list as well. Yep. And yeah, great All week. Right. Moving to second base, Zach Geloff. Oakland A's, Zach Geloff. How did he hit? Well, he hit 480, which is so pretty good. Say. 480 with two homers, five RBIs, and an OPS just south of 1,400 on the week. Zach Geloff is my second baseman. 
Third base, Jake Berger. Yeah. Rake, more like Rake Burger. <laughs> nice. Wow, you like that. 464 <laughs> on the week. A homer, seven RBIs, and an OPS over 1,100. Coming over from the White Sox earlier this year in a trade, or, you know, just hmm. a, about a month ago in a trade. Yep. And has been really, really good for that team. He's been fantastic since joining the Marlins. 333, two homers, five doubles, 11 RBIs, and a slash line of 397. 526. He's 19 for 57 in his tenure with the Marlins. Rake Berger, third baseman. Nice. All right. Moving to shortstop, Bobby Witt Jr. <laughs> More like Bobby Hit Jr. <laughs> 444 on the week. Three homers, eight RBIs, a 1300 OPS on the week. Look, Bobby Witt in front of our eyes is becoming a superstar. He has become, he is a superstar. He is a superstar. He's, he does it all. We saw an inside like, the Parker yeah, with him say, this like, week. He's one of the fastest guys in baseball. He has power. He has speed. He can hit for average. He's getting better and better at the shortstop position. This guy's flair. a superstar. He's got flair too. I mean, oh yeah. Great flair. Yeah. I did. I had him on, uh, he was on flipping bats, I think last year. And I asked him what we're calling that hair. Is yeah. it a, is it long hair? Is it a mullet? It's, yeah. a mullet? it's a mullet. He's got a, he's got yeah, a mullet. He's got mullet. great hair. Mullet's great hair. Great shortstop. Bobby Witt Jr. Is my shortstop on this week's team of the week. All right. Moving to the outfield. And remember, this is not in order of position. Just the three best outfielders of the week, starting with Eddie Rosario. Also continue to keep in mind, this is Saturday. This is Sunday through Saturday. Yeah. So this recent Sunday does not count for these, this team of the week. Eddie Rosario, 476 with three home runs and 10 RBIs, an OPS over 1,500. And for that Braves team, hits at the, the, the bottom of this lineup. It is, it's, it's unfair how good and deep the Braves lineup really is. And Eddie Rosario is a big part of that. He's my first of three outfielders. Your second outfielder, the man of the week, Julio Rodriguez. 568. He had 568 on the week. He had two homers, 13 RBIs, (laughs) and an OPS of 1472. Julio is on a historic tear, which we talked about earlier. But uh, yeah, he is my second of three outfielders. Rounding out the outfield. Mookie Betts. Yeah, Mookie's been on this list a lot lately. 481, three homers, eight RBIs, 1352 OPS. He's been playing outfield. He's been playing infield. He's playing wherever you want. You could put him on a bowling alley and he'll bowl you 300, which, fun (laughs) fact, if you didn't know, he has multiple 300s in his life as a bowler. He's just one of the best athletes on planet earth. And speaking of one of the best athletes on planet earth, LeBron James was at the game over the weekend where Mookie hit two homers that day and saluted up to LeBron and LeBron saluted back to him. Just a really cool thing happening there in the stands with one of the best athletes in the world Hat tipping to one of the other best athletes in the world. And uh, I've said a lot. This is what baseball needs. Just more like Aaron judge on the sidelines with the Tom Brady Jersey taking it. Yeah. He did that at the, at the end of last year, LeBron in the stands and Mookie showing off for LeBron and acknowledging each other. Baseball is having an absolute moment and that's continuing. And Mookie's a big part of it. This he, other player yeah. is a huge part of it. Designated hitter of the week, 
Shohei Otani. A huge part of baseball's yeah. moment is Shohei, who hit 320, had three homers, six RBIs on the week, and an OPS over 1,100. Yeah, 43rd homer on the week, which tied Matt Olson for back for the, the MLB league lead in home runs. It's it's remarkable. Shohei Otani is my DH. By the way, yep. that home run was the Grand Slam. Came in the, yeah, the Grand Slam came in a game where they ended up losing uh-huh. the game and turning a triple play yep. and hitting a home run, which yep. hadn't been done since 1857 that a team lost an yep. extras while doing that. That was also his 15th home run when the team lost the game, which is the most in Major League Baseball, which shouldn't shock anybody. But uh, yeah, uh, he had another good week. The Angels had another bad week, and that is the Angels season. Uh-huh. But he's my DH. Yep. Yep. <laughs> All right. Let's move to your starting pitcher, Spencer Strider. Yeah, Strider dominated. 1-0 on the week. 10 strikeouts in seven innings. Zero earned. A .048 batting average against. Just the guy dominated. When, when Spencer Strider is on, there's nobody better. Yeah. And, and I, I don't say that in as like hyperbole. Like he throws up, he throws over a hundred. He's got nasty stuff. So we see the strikeout total being historically high, but we've seen some games this year where it just leaves you like scratching your head of yeah. how is he not more dominant? Well, when he's on, he's on. Yeah. And this week, 10 punch outs and in seven innings, no earned runs, got to win. He's my starting pitcher. All right. Wrapping things up with your closing pitcher, Paul Seawald. Yeah, uh, traded from the Mariners to the D-backs and ends up with four saves on the week, four strikeouts, four innings, four saves, no (laughs) earned runs, only four hits on the entire week. Paul Seawalt, big pickup for the the Diamondbacks, and he was huge in that series, a a big series, a really big series against the the Padres who are – Right on their heels in the AL wild card ra- or NL wild card race, and now they no longer are. That was a good series, created some separation, and uh, the 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 D backs have been talked about less because of their tough stretch lately. Yeah. But that's probably that a- better for them when the attention's not on you. It's it's kind of like yeah, super right, young gotta, team. Just we got to figure it out. Yeah. People doubt you now. That's when you can really turn things around when no one's expecting it. Yep. So Paul Seawald is my closer on team of the week. All right. Who is your player of the week? No brainer. That leads to my player of the week, which is Julio Rodriguez. Mm -hmm. Why? Well, we talked about it a lot off the top of the show, but Julio hit 568 with two homers and 13 RBIs. But over the course of a four game stretch had 17 hits and nobody in the history of baseball has ever done that ever. I mean, it's, it was an unprecedented stretch and he is obviously my player of the week for, um, the historic stretch that he has gone on four games. I keep saying it because I can't really wrap my head around it. Yeah. It's crazy. Four games, 17 hits, 17 hits in a month. Isn't a bad month for a player. And he did it in four games, he did it in four games, man, I know that is wild. So he is my player of the week, Alex. Who is your player of the week? Well, I just want to mix things up. Julio obviously Fair. had the best week in baseball. He is the number one. So I'm going to give you the number two. I'm taking the number two as my player of the week, Mookie Betts. Because the Dodgers are the hottest team in baseball right now. And he is their MVP along with Freddie Freeman playing exactly how they need him to play to win games. Plus, I love that after getting crushed 11-3 to on Friday night, they're only their second 
loss this month. Mookie and the Dodgers came back to win both doubleheader games Saturday because Sunday's games got canceled because of the hurricane, 3-1. And I also, born and raised in L.A., grew up at Dodger Stadium, grew up loving the Lakers. So it was a huge moment for me to see LeBron Salute Mookie Betts and Mookie Betts salute LeBron. Just two MVPs, LA all-stars together, just respecting each other, respecting the game. So yeah. No, I love it. It's great. Uh, I do. I have a, I have a follow-up question for you. Okay. I want to, it's a hypothetical, if you will. Uh, If these numbers, 481, three homers and eight RBIs were put up by either like a Kyle Tucker or Jordan Alvarez of the Houston Astros, would you have still put him in or would you have gone? As a number two? As your player of the week. I did this as number two. Yeah. Julio was clearly the player. But we of the have week. like we've had players, but we sometimes have the same. So would you we have, have gone when it? Yeah. Would you have no done doubter? It? Well, or or is it because it's Mookie and he's one of your favorite players and it's the Dodgers? And there's not a wrong answer. That's a fine. That's fine. There was all like, it does help. <laughs> it does help that he's on the Dodgers, and I'm a little biased. But he also had one of the higher batting averages this week. No, no, no. He had a fan. He was in the team of the week. Yeah. He, and if it weren't for Julio, he there's a, I mean, 481 with three homers is player of the week. Like, type yeah, numbers. him and Eddie Rosario were like, no, they're pretty there's, insane. I'm neck not arguing neck. The week So I just, again, also wanted to point out the fact that he's just like helping the best team in baseball continue to be the best team in baseball right now. The best oh, team in baseball. Let's talk about it. Cause we're going to get to the power rankings next. And we got some, we got some spicy things to talk the about. The best there. team in baseball. Right now they are. Hmm. Well, we'll see. Okay. Power rankings? Power rankings. All right, let's do it. All right, and for power rankings, Alex, we are up on our beautiful new stage. And uh, there's some there's some shake-up this week. Not in, as much uh, as I hope. We're going to get to that in a moment. <laughs> <laughs> I obviously teased that in the last segment. Yeah. Okay. All right, top 10 new and improved Major League Baseball power rankings for this week. We're going to start... At number 10, it is the Chicago Cubs. The Cubs are down a couple of spots. Look, just not, not a great week, not a terrible week. They, you know, they take care of business against a not great Royals team and then split a series with the White Sox. So I, I, they're not here because it's like they had a terrible week, but they just came back down to earth a little bit from the really big and the really good stretch that they did go on. And there are some other teams yeah. that are deserving of being ahead of them. So Chicago Cubs are number 10. At number nine, the Blue Jays also down three spots. Blue Jays down a few spots as well. Uh, same same sort of deal. They didn't play terrible, but they lose a series to the Phillies and then win a weekend series with the Reds. So just kind of a so-so week for yeah. the Blue Jays who are at number t- uh, number nine. I do believe in them. I do think they are a good team. All right. Number eight, up one spot. You just mentioned them, the Phillies. Yeah, the Phillies are up a spot. Uh, They did lose that game that, you know, we record on Sunday nights, the Monday episode. They just lost. They tried to come back against the Nationals. Did lose the Little League Classic game. But the Phillies just feel like they're starting to become the team. And look, they're 67 and 57. They are a good baseball team, and it feels like they're getting better. Uh, Trey Turner, since the standing ovation from the crowd, Trey Turner is back hitting 370 since that standing ovation when he was hitting 235 from the crowd. 
he's back, and that lineup completely changes when he is. So, uh, yeah, Phillies are here at number eight, up one spot. At number seven, not ranked last week, the Brewers. The Brewers got a big bump. They were not ranked. Um, they are 67 and 56, and they swept one of the best teams in baseball on the road at the Rangers Stadium. Mm-hmm. And that was a big deal. That's a statement. That's a big that's deal. That's a statement series for the team that is now leading the division. Uh, everybody's been talking about the Cubs, but we should be talk. We should talk oh, yeah. a lot equally. I, the Cubs deserve credit. Uh-huh. The Brewers deserve a lot of credit and hold have a good grasp on that division lead. Had a really good road trip. Went six and three on the road trip, sweeping the Rangers to end it. Mm-hmm. Credit where credit is due. Huge statement series. Brewers are here at number seven. At number six, down one spot after a tough weekend series. Probably the Astros. Tough weekend series against the Mariners. Seventy and fifty-five on the year. Still in good shape. Mm-hmm. Could they win the division? Sure. Could they get in a wild card spot? Sure. That seems to be the likely scenario one way or the other. They're going to get into the playoffs, so I'm not worried about them. But it was not a good weekend series uh, against the Mariners, so it did bump them down. Still a good team. Not a good series. 70-55. and 55. Still in second place in that division, but being crept up on by the Seattle Mariners. Which leads us to our top five. And number five, the team that had a great weekend. has been having a great week. The Seattle Mariners. Look, the Mariners are still a half of a game behind the Astros, but power rankings aren't looking at the standings and then putting the top 10 teams up there because that would defeat the purpose of power rankings. It's who's playing the best right now. Uh, And, you know, it's a combination of the season and the current rate of play. And though the Mariners are a half game behind the Astros, they just swept the Houston Astros in Houston and deserve to be bumped up a lot for the stretch that they have gone on over the since since the All-Star break, really. Yeah. They've been the best team in the American League, 69 and 55. Julio's stretch that he is on, they're being carried by their pitching staff and Julio. Yeah. And that makes them a very, very dangerous team. Uh, shout out to the Mariners. Yeah. It might be the biggest Red jump it is. within the top 10 yeah. that we've had all year long, besides maybe... Biggest jump, yes. Biggest fall. The Rays went from oh, like definitely two to, to nine, I think. Yeah, they, yeah. 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 Biggest rise. Biggest rise. Biggest rise. Mariners up. at number five. Up five. All right. Let's move to number four. Hold strong. Rangers. Yeah, the Rangers, I, I, I kept here at number four. Been one of the best teams in the American League all year long. Obviously a tough weekend series yeah. to a very hot team in, in the Milwaukee Brewers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they still lead the AL West, so I didn't feel comfortable jumping the the Mariners over them. Okay. Uh, still lead the AL West, and uh, yeah, we're gonna we're into for some man the AL. Look at these four, five, and six in yeah. the power rankings. Astros at six, Mariners at five, Rangers at four. Uh, they they just can't afford to have Max did not have a good start on Sunday. Can't have more of that. You need Max has had two polarizing starts the last two. One was really good, seven innings, 11 strikeouts. One was really bad. He didn't get through uh, four innings. So, uh, But Rangers still here at number four because they are 72 and 52. Number three. Holding strong at number three. The Dodgers. Yep, holding strong. They are 76 and 47, continuing to play good baseball. Uh, I feel like Alex is ready to to say something about this, but 
They're not moved down. They're playing good. They had a doubleheader sweep of, of the Marlins over the week. Good week. They stayed at number three. I will talk about it when this finishes, but we'll move on to number two right now. Or do you want to talk about it now? We'll talk about it after. You have something to say. I but. do. Um, we'll do it after. Okay. Number two. Yeah. Orioles. We'll do it after because we're going to move on Holy to number strong. two where they stay and they absolutely demolished the Oakland Athletics over, over. Who do you want the Dodgers to jump? The Oakland okay, A's. The Dodgers have, have only had two losses this entire month. Your number two and your number one have each had six losses. You're saying this is supposed to be yeah, over, within the week. Who You're said saying, that? You just said when we were talking about. Seattle. You said, I didn't feel comfortable jumping Texas because they're ahead. But then you said, I feel like this, this power rankings is the best baseball they've been playing, you know, over like recently, over the last couple of weeks. That's why the, the Dodgers have jumped up from like number six or number five to number three. But the, the Baltimore they've Orioles. They've been having an insane month, a better month. Right. You know who Baltimore also is? And the Kansas City Royals. One. Should the Royals be in here? Because they've been but having a really good month. they're also in first place in the NL West. They're also a great team. And the, the Baltimore Orioles are the number one team in the AL East, a really good division. They've been yeah. the number one. They're the number one seed in the league. They've been playing really good baseball. They have been all year long. They are 76 and 47, and they are staying put because they had a really good week. This seems fair. The, 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 the Kansas City Royals, do you want them in? They had a good two weeks. You can't compare the Dodgers and the Royals. The, the but Dodgers you're saying, are a great team, and they've had one of the best months in baseball. Yes. Only two losses. Alex, there is not a power rankings out there this week. Not Major League League Baseball does power rankings, Mm -hmm. but you will not find a power ranking that has the Los Angeles Dodgers ahead of the Baltimore Orioles at number two and my number one team in this week again, which is the Atlanta Braves. You will not find a power ranking that does not have the Atlanta Braves at number one. They're 80 and 43. They've Mm -hmm. been playing fantastic baseball all year long. They are the clear best team in baseball with the deepest lineup, a good rotation, a really good closer at the back end of the bullpen. The Braves are the best team in baseball. Oh, I and wouldn't have put them at number one. I would have flipped. You said two a few minutes ago that the, the, the Los Angeles teams. Dodgers, you said the best team in baseball. And I called you out for it. And you said, well, let's go up and talk about it. The it's Dodgers not. are not the best team in baseball, and they're not the second best team in baseball. They're the third best team in baseball. The Braves are the best team, and they again round out this week's power rankings at 80 and 43. I will get look. They are they are very good, and I could get this month. I could give you the argument. Yeah. Of I could give you the argument of here. Yeah. I you I could you could not there. But this. Okay. Okay. That's fair. That would that was that was a different statement than you made down there when you did say the words. I would I would not say that they are number one. I would say they are number two. Well, you could see my then you could see my confusion when you said the Dodgers are the best team in baseball. You could see my confusion. When I was talking about Mookie as my player of the week, I said one of the best teams you in did. baseball. You did. We'll listen back. You okay. did. I yeah. promise you, you did. Yeah. Deal. Pinky for well, your pinky's of, gone. I said when I was talking about <laughs> Mookie, I said one of the best teams in baseball. I, okay. You didn't yeah. say one of. You yes, said, I did. You said the best team in baseball. You just said After. it. If you're listening right now, two go back and rewind. We're like talking about five two minutes. different situations in that conversation <laughs> that we had earlier. The Braves are the best team in baseball, and they round out this week's top 10. You got the Chicago Cubs. Blue Jays, Phillies, Brewers, Astros, Mariners, Rangers, Dodgers, Orioles, and the Atlanta Braves, again, rounding out the top 10 power rankings. I'd got any more to say? Just, get it off your chest. I if you got something to say, say it. Three. I would switch two and three. <laughs>
All right. I said it. Uh, great Monday episode. We had a lot to discuss. Uh, there's a hurricane happening. I'm like there's so a, curious what it's like. There were earthquakes happening. Home. We've had emergency alerts going off all episodes. Oh, yeah, we got another one for We've, flash flood. It's, I've gotten them for- We just got a flash flood emergency. I, so, like, ho- hopefully everything's okay and we get home okay. We will be we're fine. We're going to be fine. Everyone, so I would just like you all to know it's it's raining. It's just It's raining outside. It's a tropical storm. Yes. For the first time ever in Los Angeles. Okay. okay. That does it for this Monday episode. Thank you all for listening. I hope you all appreciate the fact that we came into studio, not just us, an entire team of people. Yeah. And whether people think it's bad or not, there is a tropical storm happening. And there are earthquakes. It is quite the day. Yeah. And I'm really and proud and appreciative of everybody being able to come in and get this done. So our Monday episode can come out when it always does. So thank you all for listening. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, wherever, hit the subscribe button. We're also on all social media, including YouTube, where you can watch every single thing we do at Flippin' Bats Pod for all of them. That does it for this Monday episode. Until next time, my friends, we got Gunnar Henderson coming Wednesday, but that's Wednesday. We got a big Tuesday coming as well. So until Tuesday, my friends, this has been another episode of Flippin' Bats. Peace. I feel like you should flip the bat. <laughs> no.